Hello and welcome to BizPod. On this week's episode, we're joined by Lynn Van Furen. She is the author of Break Those Damn Rules, an incredible person with an incredible story. This episode was recorded on the 12th of January, 2021. Sadly, I couldn't make it, so it's just Anton in the chat. Enjoy. How are you? I'm doing well yourself. Yeah, good. <laughs> Are you coping under this lockdown? It's um yeah, it's certainly been a, a weird time. I think the I don't know if you would agree, but the the first time around it felt you know it was new and fresh, but now it's like yeah. I think think we're all a little bit done with it now. Over now, okay. Like seriously, let's move on. Absolutely. How's how's <laughs> things been for yourself? That's been okay. You know what? I was actually just thinking, twenty twenty was actually a really good year. Mm. So I've I've not good in like. It's hard to explain yeah. because there, there was so much that happened and it's a, it was a great year of loss and uncertainty. But for me, it was great because we basically just um, rediscovered, you know, where we want to be and uh, like a lot of good things happened, oh. you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for 2020. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So what sort of stuff has been keeping you busy? Because obviously I, I know a lot of what you were doing before things went uh, a little bit bizarre was public speaking <laughs> workshops. I imagine you must have had to adapt yeah. a lot in the, the last year. Yes. Well, actually, um, I've not been. Uh, I only started the business in December. Oh wow! So I, I when I I'm, I moved to the UK in May, and then I actually had a job. So I was a, a community manager for a company. And then five months in, they dismissed me because oh, no. they said home office can't confirm or deny my right to work, which I did have. But um, it was fine. I was obviously very, very upset in the beginning. Mm. Then I thought, you know what, Lynn, you've asked for this. You've asked for an intervention for to pave the way towards living your purpose. And then this happened. So, you know what, it's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't mind me asking, obviously you were over in South Africa, am I correct, before, and you've recently yes. came over. What what motivated that yes. decision? So South Africa, um, we left in December uh, 2019, mm-hmm. um, and we went to the Netherlands. Uh, so my, hus- my husband uh, is a British citizen, and his brother's been living in the Netherlands, and he's been saying, come over here, you know, it's so much safer, better place to, to grow up your, um, your children, um because we just had an, a home invasion it was oh dear i'm sorry to hear horrific. that it was horrible like this man waking you up with a torchlight in your bed is like god no that's uh-huh. it i'm out i'm out i'm out i'm out so it was obviously like a, a big turning point and we just had to say is it going to be for the safety for my family or carry on you know with life as is so yeah that's why we left uh-huh. our beautiful country oh uh-huh. that's that's very fair, and I'm I'm sorry to hear that, but um, it's okay. You know, Again, it pushes you into the direction you need to be. Absolutely, <laughs> and I imagine as a kind of entrepreneur and businesswoman, that must be quite interesting. So I know, at least for myself, I can only talk about what it's like to be a business owner in Scotland. <laughs> uh, but you've, you've got a, you've a much... nailed it on the head. Yeah. Well, how how have you found the the differences in kind of adapting to a brand new system? It's intense. So actually, that's why I'm, I'm actually quite grateful that I had that job for those few months because um, it taught me how to um, 
deal with with the because the, the British people are different to the South African people people um, your the way you speak the way you deal you do business um, everything is different mm. so I had to literally just um, find my feet again and uh, see and learn from from my colleagues like how do they uh, write an email I mean just my language uh, South African we use a lot of uh, slang uh, so I had to like streamline my, mm. <laughs> the way I write emails and how I phone and speak to people. And so, yeah, it was different. Um, and I've just learned, it's, it's amazing because I've learned like um, there are so much more opportunities here in the UK and Europe. Oh, uh, and I think probably America as well. And I think there's a much easier way to connect with the people around you if you're based here. Mm. So that for me was quite an interesting one because in South Africa, there's not, it's not that easy to do business with the rest of the world. Um, so that was, yeah, I like, I like that. Yeah. And I, you know, I think a lot of people take for granted, even if there is like a, a common language, you know, the differences in how you communicate, you know, I know yep. I have some friends that have been doing business in Japan and, you know, it's a lot more direct and brunt, but also there's yeah. kind of stuff that you don't quite notice that uh, you might yeah. want to take um, take mind of. And it's very subtle, the ways we communicate in business like that. Yes. And I think the most important thing is your network. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I felt so lost because I had to organize roundtables. And in South Africa, I would just pick up a phone call and say, hey, uh, I need this. Are you interested? Yeah, sure, cool. And yeah, I'm like, oh God, no one's answering their phones. No one know who I am. Yeah. They don't respond to my emails because they don't know who I am. Uh, I'm, I took my network for granted. Mm. So that's something I, th I think if you're in business, wherever you are, please look after your network. They are your net worth. 100 yeah, 100 i've never given much thought to that because i won't lie you know i think a lot of people you know especially if went off to university or college so they can pick up a few people there and that's the foundation but how was it just like get going out there for the first time were you doing networking events or just seeing who you could find on linkedin yeah that's 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 we we needed um remember in uh arrived here in COVID, so it was during the mm. lockdown when i arrived here and um, it was all the way through until I think August. We had a bit of a break. Yeah, eh? that was a, a nice period of bliss. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but there was still not really any uh, networking encouraged. So everything's been online. Um, so, but LinkedIn, I, I fell in love with LinkedIn. I've, I've, I've got a. Um, I always used to do all my my, my business and communication via. Uh, Facebook, um, and then obviously, you know, going to networks, but LinkedIn, I really discovered this, uh, this past year. Um, and to, to tell a story and to be a bit more personal, of but course. at the same time professional. So I like that. I like that, that, um, the way people communicate there. Um, yeah, I like, I like it. Oh. Uh, uh, LinkedIn is definitely going to be my go-to place, uh, platform to, to connect uh, yeah, I'm I'm completely with you there. I feel like once I, I personally found LinkedIn for the first time, it was like an epiphany. It's like, oh, there's so much here. And, you know, everybody's, you just go on anything. Like uh, I was trying to promote our company Facebook page recently and just looking yeah. at it. And it's so much harder because, you know, some people aren't 
looking for any engagement like that. They're maybe just, yeah. you know, exclusively out for connecting with their friends, but being able to have a platform where everybody's just so open and ready to get things started is so empowering, especially once you're kind of trying to do something new and innovative. Yes, I like that. Yeah. And I think it's got a space and platform for everything and they're all there. Everyone that you want to connect with are, are there. Oh, you just need to find them and connect and send them the nice um, message that's not, please buy my product. <laughs> God, that's the worst email messages. Like, no, delete, block. Yeah, there's a, a thin balance in that. It's, a, it's a hard because you, you know, especially if you're kind of using the platform right, I think you are trying to find people that you can help. You yeah. aren't just messaging people for the, the yeah. sake of it. So it's like that yeah. kind of thing. It's like, I, I do want help. But also, this yeah. is what we can do. This is what uh, we yeah. have to offer. How can I transform your business? Ah, but yeah, so obviously you've restarted the, the business now from coming over. What sort of stuff have you been kind of filling your time with? Uh, what's kind of the main day-to-day operations, would you say? Um. Well, I'm very, very lucky that I found myself two beautiful interns. Oh, fantastic. Um, so that's the first thing I, I realized when I looked at my business. I was like, wow, because starting again at 40, at least it's not starting from scratch. Because mm. at least I've got, you know, um, 15 years of business experience. So... It's going to be easier. I know now what I need to do, how to start, what to do, da, 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 and where my weaknesses are. That is digital. I hate digital. Ah. I'm, I'm, the, I, I <laughs> I'm technically <laughs> challenged. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I asked the local university, I said, have you got interns that can help, that can do my social media and website, da, da, da. And they're like, yes. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> so they started this year. And you know what I love about internship? And I think... We need to do a much more active drive towards um, taking on interns mm. because, you know, jobs are not going to become, it's it's not a thing, you're not going to just walk into a job as soon as you, you graduate. That's unfortunate um, the way life is going. So we need to start thinking more about entrepreneurship, transferring our skills, um, and then looking for those people that are expertise in their areas and get them in to help you. So you can just go out and do the fun things that you're supposed to do that makes the money become the rainmaker. Absolutely. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I've, I've started with now this year is just get the engine so they can start my website, get my social media in order, da, 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 get it all, all the digital aspects and done. And then, um, I've, I've enrolled in a course for, for public speaking, um, for international public speaking, mm-hmm. to be on the professional platforms. Um, yeah, and then I've just reached out to, to people and I've got a couple of coaching clients. So it's it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really blessed. Oh, I'm, I'm glad and to Obviously, fantastic people like you who oh, afford me the time. <laughs> oh, no, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on and it's you know, you've, you've clearly done so much and have tried so many different things. How have you, uh, so it's great to learn about all that. How have you found like the integration of digital has, because I, I get the impression this is the, the, the biggest like hoorah you've given to, you know, getting the website set up, getting all the, the mm. digital assets done right. 
it's it's important it's crucial you mm. can't you can't continue in 2021 without a digital platform you cannot and people like me and the older generation we we tend to steer away from it because it's so time consuming and if you don't know what you're doing it's going to just take you forever <laughs> and i just i've got a young family you know and i've got yeah. a husband i've got and i've got the business i can't i, I don't have the time and the energy to to divert my attentions so that was um definitely the best best thing I've, i could do was get uh, the interns to to do that create videos and i see that's what you specialize in boy this is something every single company need to wake up and realize you need <laughs> videos yeah <laughs> people are lazy they don't want to read <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and uh, but you know admittedly i think people would be wanting to read because you have you know congratulations on publishing your your new book which uh, it looks really fantastic how how did you decide to to go into that because i won't lie as a dyslexic the idea of tackling a project <laughs> like that is it, it seems like another world but I'm amazed to, to see how did you decide to do that? Well, again, 2020, because you know what? I, I don't know if it's just the South African uh, mentality where, you know, um, the big difference between South Africa and the UK is obviously South Africa is a third world country. Yeah. Um, if you don't work, you don't eat, period. There's no buffer. Mm -hmm. Like in the UK government will give you a house and they will give you some money to get by there's no such thing in south africa literally if you don't work you are going to be on the streets and you're not going to have food so we are very much entrepreneurial we, we have to make things work um so this in 2020 when we moved to the netherlands i was just dreadfully depressed i was i was oh i, I was really unhappy um, I did not like where I was. I could not get a proper job. Um, I ended up getting a cleaning job, which was actually, by the by, a very, very good thing. Because mm. when you are depressed, the thing that you need to do the most is clean. You need exercise and you need to just clean, purge, 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 purge. It's, 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 a, it's a spiritual cleanse just to cleanse you from all emotions. Um, and obviously the physical aspect of just doing exercise, keeping your mind busy. Um, so that was good. So it, it helped me, but um, I had lots of time on my hands. Mm. So I started um, with a book. So the, it, it, initially it was just, um, it was just a way to purge. Um, I, I've dealt with some childhood trauma. Um, my mom committed suicide when I was oh. five. It was just, I had a rough childhood. So I had to, as you get older, these little demons pop up and it disturbs you and it eats at you until you face it and say, okay, I've seen you, I accept you, I forgive you, move on. And if you can't do that, it's going to keep on coming back and back to haunt you until you take the courage to look it in the eye and say, I see you. Oh. So I had to look at it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was basically what break those damn rules are. Um, it was for me to break my rules, my barriers, my perception about the world, about myself, about other people, um, and to take responsibility for what happened and to move on. Oh, wow. So that's what um, break those damn rules. Ah, <laughs> it, you know, uh, sounds incredible. Like I couldn't, you know, 
kudos for putting that out there because I am, you know, I think it's so very easily to, you know, bury that in the, the bottom of the ocean. But um, yep. I, I think it's not only amazing that you've been able to go and tackle and confront these ideas, but also kind of learn from that and reflect and see who that makes yeah. you. If, you know, for instance, what you were saying about, you know, the don't, yeah. uh, you don't, don't make money, you don't eat mentality. Um, mm. You know, that comes from a, a place of hardship and struggle, but mm. um, on the mm. other side can be harnessed and can push you forward in career that, yes. you know, people who might have not had that hardship uh, wouldn't be able mm. to do. Yes, you're so right. So, yeah, we do we do tend to, um, well, I, I, I try my best to always try and see the positive and whatever negative happens. So I honestly believe that there is lessons to be learned in every single situation that that, that you have. So if you're going through a hard time, there are lessons to be learned. You need to learn it. So you, you have to man up. You have to step up and, and face it and move on. It is hard. Mm -hmm. But once you've done it, you can literally conquer the universe. You can do whatever you, you want to do because it's a barrier in your mind that you break. And you say, no more. I will not be a slave anymore. I'm going to, I'm free. I'm free to live the, the life I want to live. Mm -hmm. And for me, the biggest thing I think was the shame. I'm a, um, a recovered alcoholic. I'm three years, five months clean. Woo Congrats. <laughs> so for me, it was also, um, I, I write about that. And it, every little thing had a little, a little pockets of shame. Like shame on you. Like shame on you for being alcoholic. Shame on you for doing this, being that, for wanting more. And people tend to shame you all the time. They put you in a box and say, that's where you deserve and that's where you belong. How dare you mm. want to break free and want to be this person and want to be that. And I think that's for me was the biggest um, anger. Like it turned into anger, okay. which is good because shame can turn into deep depression. Mm. If you don't decide that, stop that. You do not deserve that. You deserve more in life. And you need to say, that's it. I will not allow you to shame me into, into silence. I'm going to speak out about what happened to me. I'm going to speak out what, what you did to me or whatever the situation is and stop being ashamed about what happened to you. And most of the times it's not your fault, but the bullies that put, they turn it onto you. They want to shame you and they know that you are too shy or embarrassed to speak about it. And that's how they win. So you need to step up and stop the break the silence. That's what this whole movement about the Me Too was, was break the silence. You've got to stop being ashamed of what happened to you. It's not your fault. And that's what bullies do. They make it, make, they turn it around into such a way to make you feel like you are the one that's responsible for what happened mm. to you. And then you got to say, ah, no more. Absolutely. I'm not ashamed. I'm speaking out. Yeah, and I think that idea of, you know, you know you're you've you've got this tough situation and you know you're turning around you're you're persevering uh you're saying you know this not taking it the you know i'm going to be who i want to be do what i want to do is such a great message for the kind of time we're in now um i think you know with the first lockdown and uh, if you're you're down in england like the second and uh, so mm. on you know it's easy to be like oh you know after that you know i might be down on my luck for a bit but then i'll jump into it but i think though that we're yes. kind of procedural state of this for a wee while being able to be like nope this isn't my, my reality um you know i'm going to go out i'm going to do this i'm going to start this i'm going to uh, aspire to create this even in this weird time 100%. is incredibly powerful 
I, I so agree with you because also um, with the, the COVID, it, it um, you know, a fear has been created, a sense of fear that you are going to catch the virus and die or a, a, a loved one is going to catch the virus and die. So you've got to stay indoors and just be scared. And I, I stopped listening to radio. I don't know. I don't know when last I've seen uh, television or, or radio. <laughs> So I don't actually know what's going on in the world. <laughs> My friend often tells me, you do know that there's a lockdown on? I'm like, oh, yes. Okay, sorry. That thing. <laughs> I've heard a, a thing or two there. <laughs> so she's my she's my news. <laughs> she checks in every second day with me like, did you need the latest news? <laughs> she's my news broadcaster. <laughs> so that's, that's another thing that um, I'm quite passionate about. And that helped me last year during um, when I was depressed in the mm. Netherlands. I had a great sense of fear and anxiety. And it was like, you know, that when it eats you in the pit of your stomach and you're, you just feel like you all, you can't move and you like get us cold with terror. And God, it was, it was, it was numbing. It was uh. like I couldn't move. It was horrible. And I've obviously researched. I'm a you know journalist by heart, so I just research, research. What can I do to stop this? This is not natural. Mm. <laughs> I shouldn't feel so much fear and anxiety. And um, I, I, I read that fear and excitement is the exact same response in your body. Yeah. So the only difference, how you know what's the difference, is your mind. So your mind tells you it's fear or excitement. That was for me the craziest thing I've ever heard. So I was like, how is this possible that this feeling in the pit of my stomach can either be construed as excitement or fear? And then I started practicing. So I had like, I call it my, my bag of um, happy thoughts. Mm. So whenever the fear comes up, I would grab a bag out, out of my, a happy thought out of my bag. And I'm like, oh, I'm so excited about baking a cake or going for a walk yeah. along the beautiful canal, or I'll have like a stack of happy thoughts that I'm excited about doing. And quickly when that fear comes, I'll just squash it and say, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. I know it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. But it helped. And within like, I think two months, it was gone. My fear and anxiety was gone. And it was just, just excitement. It was just excitement. And then everything just happened. All the good things just happen, boom, 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 because you can't have a joyous life if you're stuck in fear. Oh, absolutely. And I think people forget a little how malleable your brain can really be. You know, it's not like a, a fixed thing that's ever changing. Uh, it's kind of what we were saying about the news, like you see some people and they're so on the news and they, they're just like, oh, you, you haven't heard about XYZ and they're miserable. Like they've heard every <laughs> worst headline in the universe and they're just unhappy about the world. But, you know, cut some of that out. Your brain doesn't need to know about XYZ no. every single moment. <laughs> You're so <laughs> My husband actually did it to me. Well, uh, uh, we, we had a sabbatical, a, t a technical sabbatical day. So... On the Friday night, my little girl, she's six, and she said, you guys always play on your phones, and I don't have a phone, and you must feel what it feels like not to have a phone. <laughs> so on Saturday, we decided to pack our all our devices away, mm -hmm. and we had a, a, a technical sabbatical day, no tech. We didn't watch TV, didn't even switch the phone on to check the time. It was crazy, but it was 
fabulous. Oh. We had the bestest day ever. We were so creative, had played lots of games, lazy naps, cooking, reading. It was awesome. Oh. And then the Sunday morning, the first thing, we all wake up <laughs> checking off. First cars. thing. <laughs> God. Yeah. We're like, oh, we need the addiction, my addiction, <laughs> my technology, I need it, my fix. Oh. And I said, hey, babes, look here. Um, so-and-so died. And he's like, do you really need to know that? Do you really need mm. to see it right now? I'm like, okay, fine. Switch off the phone. Pack it away. God. It's crazy. It's just on Facebook, you know, like all these yeah so yeah so technology can be way too much oh but... absolutely like um i, I recently did a, a digital pub quiz sort of thing and it was going through 2020 and then going through i'm like why did we relive that that was not great <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's... nice one <laughs> yeah so it's, it's a weird one and i think how how did you find just having almost because obviously I, with the you know the business uh, obviously you're very active on LinkedIn and all that sort of stuff. How did you find just having a, a day where you could drop all a little bit of a, a digital detox? Well, I think um, I'm not good at it. Mm. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I have an addictive personality. So I'm, I'm like all in or nothing. Uh, I have to like, if I could, I would probably work like 25 hours a day and sleep for <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but my husband's quite good with that. So he's always the one like, hey, time kids want some attention get off okay fine let me just finish this email then i'll come <laughs> so it's good you know I'm, I'm very blessed that i've got a very supportive husband that you know keep me balanced mm. um he's my yin to my yang um and obviously my beautiful little children they they are just so special they uh six the little one the girls six and the boys 12 and they're just a wealth of of joy and Oh, I just love seeing magic coming alive through their little eyes and oh. how they experience the world. It's just so beautiful. Oh, that's that. I, I love that, and you know, I think it's it's great to hear your your husband is helping you maintain that life yes. work balance because I think yes. you know one of the greatest skills and one of the worst skills for a person would be that you know you put yourself into everything where you know whether it's a business or something like that, which you know great for the business not so great for the, the person. So being able to strike that balance where you can go in, mm. attack the day every day with like full commitment and confidence, but still be able to recharge and not burn yourself out is a, a perfect balance, which I think not enough people are really getting these days. Mm -mm. There's no balance. I remember when I was working for the company, I was very good in the beginning. I would switch off at start at nine and I would switch off at 5.30 as, a, as ritual, you know, mm. it's strict. And within two months, I would wake up at eight and I would switch the computer on and start work. Um, I wouldn't, I stopped taking my breaks. I would work till like seven o'clock at night. I'm like, what is happening here with me? Why am I doing this? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm normally very, very stingy with my time. My time is my most precious commodity. And it's just a habit because everyone is working so late. And then I started feeling bad and guilty that everyone else is working and I'm not working. But it, I mean, you've passed your hours that yeah. you get paid for. You don't get valued for extra. They don't, they don't go and say, whoa, well <laughs> done for working extra five hours of your time. You know, here's an extra something. They're like, where's more? Where's more? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was it was quite scary. And, and, and I, I see a lot of people doing it. And I don't know if you've noticed. 
but with a lockdown there's because there's nothing else there's nothing to divert your attention away from like you know catching a, a tube or you know catching a train or a bus yeah so you're just stuck in front of your computer yeah you know i'm still waiting for all my gold stars but they're, they're not coming but uh, nonetheless um you know it's amazing or really yeah amazing that we've gone to a society where this is kind of a thing i, I know I recently read that it was like the 40 hour work week was like base when sure. the idea of, you know, you had the, the man at work and then there was somebody looking after the home. And now both parties are getting forced to do the 40 hour week while maintaining a home. And then that's considered the default when you have people doing, you know, 80, 100 hour weeks. It's yeah. it's really destructive. And I, I don't know yeah. how sustainable our society can really bear no. that. No, you, you, you're so right. But I've, I've, um, I've heard some some companies. We did a couple of interviews with uh, other companies, bigger ones, and they tend to have um, a rule where you have to switch off by the certain time that you're not allowed to physically carry on with work, and that there's no emails to be sent after hours. Mm. So that that kind of curbed the the working over over time, and they were forced to take leave even if there's nowhere to go. <laughs> so. Um, it, it, I, I do believe that it's got to come from from the top, yeah. the, the the senior management, your CEO. They got to influence that decision and drop it down to the um, the rest of the staff members, because it's we we are natural by design. We want to impress and we want to make people happy. We are people pleasers. We want to impress people and make them happy, and. Hope, hopefully someone said, oh, I noticed you were online till 10 o'clock last night. Well done. And no one ever does that. And you keep on trying. Maybe if I work till 11 o'clock, mm. maybe then they'll notice. Maybe if I work till early in the morning, maybe then they'll notice. Oh. You know, <laughs> until you have yeah. a breakdown. And then, and then they notice because then you're not at work. And they're like, why are you all sick all the time? <laughs> oh, so you notice when I'm not at work, but you know, don't notice me when I'm at work. Yeah, I think especially now that, you know, people are, are a lot more working from home, it's kind of, um, kind of making it a revelation to a lot of employers that they need to take a more proactive look at moderating their staff. I know uh, from the university I went to, you know, there was kind of a case of, you know, it's like you're in for a couple hours, you've got a couple lectures, but then you're emailing once or twice all over the day and you'd get some emails at like 1am, but wow. now adapting to this time, it's like the kept this management are like okay you're just off emails from this time uh, which i think is really valuable because I, I don't know if you're uh, like myself if there's a busy day and you hear that email ding from the corner of the room you're like oh no not another one <laughs> it's terrible we you know what but you have you watched the social dilemma i haven't no what, what's that about you must watch it social dilemma it's a brilliant uh, movie about how social media um, affects you and those notifications. Mm. So that's the first thing I've done after I watched that movie, switched off all my notifications and that did help. So I, I definitely find a less, um, because that alert is just like, oh, someone's, someone's texting me, <laughs> someone's emailing me, I gotta go check. <laughs> but if you don't have the notification, then you can do it in your own time when you Absolutely. want to check it out. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, you especially I think a lot of people, even if it's like emails and notifications for important stuff, sure, that's like a, a necessary part of life, but you'll have some people in their 
checking their their phone or their watch 50 times it's like oh is everything all right it's like yeah it's just uh, amazon sharing the the newest deal or uh you know something like this i'm like can't you just check that after the fact and you know if you really care it's bizarre no you are so right but it's become it's an addiction oh yeah it's an addiction like any other it's just a technology addiction um i had the most horrible nightmare the other night where I just dreamt everyone was just staring at their, at their screens. And I was like, I was speaking to them and no one could, it was like a trance and it was mm. just like a humming sound. And then I switched the radio on and I was trying to like, hitting all the, the, the phones out of their hands. I'm like, wake up, wake up, look at what you've become. And I said to my husband after that, I was like, I, I want to get off Instagram and Facebook. Uh, um, so hopefully in the next six months, I can be off from that and I can only do uh, LinkedIn and YouTube and emails. That's it. Oh, but I don't want this constant yeah. interaction um, in my life. Yeah. How, how have you found uh, YouTube? Is that kind of a platform to, you know, converse and kind of be proactive in a business sense on? You know, I'm still new at it, mm. but um, I love, I love YouTube. It's my, it's, I, I've always watched YouTube uh, video. So um, when I went through the awakening, I would just, oof, I would, when I'm cooking, when I'm on my way to work, wherever, I would just listen to a YouTube uh, uh, video mm. of like my favorite, uh, like Abraham Hicks or Louise Hay or whoever, you know, and just listen and learn from them and get inspired and motivated. And then I would, if I'm looking at someone interesting, I would first go on YouTube. So that's just my personal go-to. Hmm. I will check them out on, on LinkedIn and I'll check them out on YouTube. I don't, and I used to check them out on Facebook and Instagram and I don't do that anymore. Yeah. So for the past two years, I've, I've seen a shift that I've, I've shifted away from those two channels. Um, so I do believe YouTube has got a huge space in it if you, if you work it proper. Um, I'm not an expert on that. So that's something I would, I'm definitely... Uh, passing on to my ah. beautiful interns to check out and see how we can um, get more there because I've got like zero subscribers and I need apparently like 300 before you can change it to your uh, name. Mm. So if it's YouTube slash Lenny Rasmus. So at the moment, it's just like a whole bunch of letters and numbers. So you don't get your own link yeah. until you've got 300 yeah. subscribers. So that's definitely going to be my my next drive is to to get people to go on on YouTube. Ah, I'm you know I, I'm I'm kind of glad to to see more people like yourself using it because I think between like YouTube and podcasts, um, mm. you know, you get a good way to get a taste of somebody's personality. I think even if it's like mm. a sixteen second video on uh, Instagram. Yes. You know, it's so short that it can help be manufactured in a way and you can't really get a grasp of people's personality. And, you know, mm. I think if you get a taste of their personality, you can maybe see what their values are and the kind of companies they're running or working on or projects yes. they're working on. 100%. Yeah, you're so right. It's, and especially in this digital um, age and during COVID, where we can't actually meet people one on one. The next best thing is video. Absolutely. I mean, you can't, like you say, you can't really see someone in 30 seconds or 60 seconds. What do you know? Oh, absolutely. It's a little ad. 
But yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you, Lynn. Um, if people want to learn more about yourself, the stuff you've been working on, um, obviously uh, break those damn rules, where would be the, the best places to find you and find out about all these projects? Um, by the end of this week, my website will be up and running. Um, oh. It is there, but it's we needed to change that. So I think the best way is probably just to find me on my website, which is www.lynnerasmus.com. Erasmus, like the university, um, or LinkedIn. Um, and then I'm running a 21-day a, a intimate transformational journey on the 1st of February till the 21st of February. So 21-day journey on breaking bad habits. So if you're looking to set new goals and break the barriers within and reach your full potential, then you should join this. And it's seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you got to set that alarm early because that's where everything starts. You got to wake up early to, to catch, you know, the early bird catches the worm. Absolutely. And because I don't want anyone to fall behind, it's a pay-as-you-can system. So you know how much your bad habits are worth. So you you just pay whatever you think it's worth. That sounds really exciting. Thank you for joining us. And then thank you so much. It was really lovely. Oh, absolutely. And uh, we'll just cut and post and edit and blah 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 and record an outro at a later time. But thank you so much for joining uh, on the podcast. It's been lovely to have you. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All the best, eh? Oh, likewise. And uh, hopefully she'll speak again on uh, LinkedIn or similar platforms. Oh, that'll be fabulous. Yes, thank you. Have a lovely day. <laughs> bye. Thanks, bye. Well, that was an absolutely fantastic uh, conversation with Lynn there. Um, you know, covered a bunch of great points and it's kind of amazing to hear the story of somebody who's experienced business and entrepreneurship through so many different windows and circumstances. If you have enjoyed this episode of BizPod, please go to nakamedia.co.uk and you can get tons of information about our other shows, A2 Millennials, uh, popcorn profile as well get to see some of the stuff that we do on a daily basis such as videography photography graphic design etc motion graphics we are of course on instagram that's one of our most active platforms also linkedin we're quite active on there as nakamedia llp and um yeah i think until next time au revoir